0: on a second. We got to get this figured out. How is everyone doing today? Yo, yo, this is Russell Smith and I am coming at you today to answer some questions. I I, I get a lot of questions from folks kind of talking about how did I get started getting so passionate about helping people eliminate debt. And so I want to spend a little bit of time and just kind of answer some of those questions. How did all this, how did all this get started? This goes way back, um, I was active duty in the Air Force, for some of you that have heard my story about being involved with a a medical rescue program, and then getting medically separated from that. I was at this point where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. I mean, I was so passionate about what I did. I loved what I did. I loved the team that I was a part of, and I had no problem being apart from my family because I was so excited about what I was able to do. Now, with that being said, if I take you all the way back, November 29th, 2003, I've got this beautiful bride in front of me, and I say, I do, right? This is, this is our wedding day, and she knew what she was signing up for, knowing that I was going to be gone in the military with this particular career field. Again, this was right after September 11th, all right? And and so there was still a lot of newness to what's going on in the desert, And I knew that I was going to be deployed six to nine months, uh, either TDY or deployed on different trainings, six to nine months a year. And I'm asking my wife to participate in that. And she was willing to do it because she also knew how excited and passionate I was about helping other people in my career field. And then all that comes crashing down when I get injured into the military. And so now all of a sudden, I feel like I'm. Uh, accruing all this debt. I'm pursuing my education, going to medical uh, school. I studied emergency medicine medicine in school, and then I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I want to go on and and pursue a career as a doctor, as a PA? What do I want to do there? And I I, I buy a house, and now I've got a home loan. I've got uh, all this debt, unsecured debt. I mean, just debt everywhere. Car payments, just debt, 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 debt. And I quickly look around and I realize that all I'm doing is working to pay off this debt with this hope that someday I'll put enough away that I can then retire and spend more time with my wife, but my kids are already going to be grown at that point. And I I look at my beautiful bride and I look at the, the commitment that I made to her on November 29, 2003, and I wanted to spend time with her. I said, if I'm not going to be in the military and I'm not deployed and I'm not doing all this this stuff, then I want to spend time with her. And it made absolutely no sense to just go out and chase a dollar bill and, and, and not be around her. So anyways, anyways, fast forward 2014, 2013, 14 time frame. I'm at a library with my wife and kids. It's a Saturday morning. We we love reading books, and so we're at a library getting my kids to to buy into that habit as well. And I'm just kind of wandering the aisles, and I pick up this book by Tim Ferriss called "The Four Hour Workweek." And I had heard about the book before, but I'd never written it, uh, read it. I, I I hadn't spent any time looking at it. So I just pick it up, and I I just kind of plop it open and. And the first thing I see is the story of the Mexican fisherman. Now, I'll I'll abbreviate the story and give you a real quick recap of of what it's saying. But in this story of the Mexican fisherman, he says in there that there's this successful businessman visiting from New York down in Mexico, trying to unplug. And he's he's trying to, to decompress from all the stress of his job. And he's walking along the beach and he sees this local fisherman fairly early in the morning and he unloads his catch, an amazing catch. He unloads it and he's, he's kind of moving on with his day. And so the businessman comes up and he, he compliments this local on his catch. And he's like, why are you, why are you already calling it a day? There's still plenty of day left to be out there fishing. What are you doing? And the, the, the fisherman, he says, well, you know, I, I sleep late and I fish a little. And then I spend the rest of the day, I siesta with my wife, I play with my kids, and then at night I go to the local cantina and play the guitar with my with my my friends. And so the businessman, he goes on and he says, well, you know, I'm going to change all that for you. And he says, what you need to do is you need to spend more time fishing so you can catch more fish and then take those profits and take those profits and put them into uh, more fishing boats and create a fleet. And then all of a sudden you can start selling directly uh, and controlling distribution. And then eventually you can go to... Uh, New York, and you can run your company from New York, and you can have a global global conglomerate, and then eventually, what you can do is you can launch this IPO, make billions, and you're going to be loaded. And the Mexican fisherman, he's like, "Well, that sounds great. You know, how long would that take?" And he says, "Only about twenty or thirty years." And then he looks at him and, and he says to the businessman, "Well, then what would I do?" And the businessman he says, "Well, then you can." move to some small coastal fishing village. You can sleep late, fish a little, siesta with your wife, play with your kids, and go to the local cantina and play guitar with your friends. And the fisherman just smiles at him and walks away. And I'm, I'm reading this book, this story in this book, in the library and I look around and I ask myself this simple question, why not now? Why has it always got to be about the future? Why not right now? Why can't I do more right now to spend time with my wife and kids? I made the commitment, I want to spend time with my wife. I married her because I love her and I like to spend time with her. We are our best friends and I'm reading this book and I'm saying, why not now? So, anyways, I make a decision then that I I don't want to delay any longer. Now, I, I, I agree just as much as anybody else. It's important to put aside things for that proverbial rainy day. We're going to talk about rainy days later because I grew up in Oregon and it rains all the time there. So, I know all about rainy days, okay? So, I understand how important those days can be, but I also understand how valuable today is. And so we ended up making the decision and what we decided to do was I'm going to quit just working to pay off debt and we're going to do something right now, not just for quality time as a family, but quantity time as a family. And so what we ended up doing was we said, we're going to move to Costa Rica. We're going to go live in some small coastal fishing village because I had no idea how to fish at the time. I'd never grown up fishing i'd fished like once in my life before that on a friend's boat in the mississippi and he would drive around and they have fish there that like as soon as you rev the engine they just jump into the boat so it wasn't really fishing it was revving the engine and wait for the fish to jump in the boat so i didn't know how to fish i couldn't teach my kids how to fish there were so many things that i did not know and i said i want to learn how to do these things and i want to spend that time with my family so we decided to that's what we were going to do I didn't have any idea how to do it. I didn't know what we were going to do, but we were going to completely downsize, sell everything, get rid of all of our debt, and we were going to move to Costa Rica. And that was the plan. And so I wanted to accomplish something that was truly important to me at a core level. There were two things that I wanted to accomplish. One time. That is the one commodity in life that we cannot replenish we cannot ever get that back. So I didn't just want the quant, uh the quality time, but I wanted quantity time while my kids still loved me and were chasing me because I knew one day, of course they were hopefully still going to love me if I, you know, treat them the way that they should be treated, but I knew that one day I was going to be chasing them instead of them chasing me. So I wanted that quality time but I wanted a quantity of it and the second thing was that I wanted to make sure that my kids knew it was okay to chase their dreams. I'd always talk to them about observe the masses and and do the opposite but now was a chance for me to say I'm going to do the opposite of what everybody said And, and let me tell you as soon as we made that declaration the critics came flying People thought that we were crazy, that we were going to traumatize our kids, that they're never going to be able to make friends. My kids would never have a stable childhood. We were going to screw up their ability to learn. Uh, We were jeopardizing their safety because people were going to just run and steal them off the street corner. I mean, these were legitimate concerns that people had, and they attacked me day after day after day. Now, they did it in a loving way, but they attacked me uh, what was more frustrating More heartbreaking was that they would attack my wife about my crazy dreams. Let me just share a secret with you. I asked my wife, I said, babe, I want to do something radically different. I want to work from home. If we're going to work from home, we can work from anywhere. Where would you like to be? She said, Costa Rica, not me. And so people would attack my wife saying, your husband's crazy. Your husband's going to screw up your family. Your husband's going to do all these things. And little did they know that she was the one that wanted to go overseas. But they never bothered to ask. They just had these opinions that they wanted to give. And so I would deal with that every day. And then I would go home at night and I would lie awake wondering if these people were right if I was totally going to screw these kids up. And my wife would, would look at me and wonder whether or not we were going to be able to go through with this and whether or not I would be able to accomplish things for them. And so it was, it was devastating to hear all this critics and then just play that mental ping pong. But I'd made a decision. I said, screw it, we're going to go for it. I didn't have a plan. I was making six figures at the time, doing great with a sales job. I had a beautiful house. We were in a three-story Four-bedroom, four-bathroom house, uh, absolutely wonderful. Um, we, we loved where we were. We loved our neighbors. We loved the community. We loved so much about that, but I knew that I wanted more. And so here I was trying to figure out, how am I going to get rid of this debt? How am I going to spend the time in doing it? And, and it was just, it was chaotic. Um, it was chaotic. I mean, I, I got notes all over the place, and my notes are, are chaotic. And so I ran into this wall trying to figure out how. And the big thing was, the two big things was housing and visas. How do I get my family overseas and how do we get visas to stay overseas? Trying to track this information down, I I couldn't figure it out. And that was what I was running into was how was I going to do this? How was I going to leave this wonderful house and this wonderful job that I had that was providing a a decent income and then downsize and and try and go overseas. and It was just trying to figure out the how, but I, I, I didn't know that, but I knew the why. I knew the why. And so, all of a sudden, as I'm going through this, and we start telling more and more people that this is what we wanted to do, what was crazy was out of the woodworks, there were all these people that we weren't like really good friends with. We hardly knew some of them, Um, but there were so many people that started to secretly applaud and then more publicly applaud us and they would come and they'd say, Russell, we're cheering for you because we want to do this as well. We're just not brave enough to do it. We want to do this. We want to see how you do so that we can see if we can do this as well. And all of a sudden I realized that there were so many other people that were cheering for us and I was just one step ahead of them where I'd already made the commitment on doing it. They were still kind of in that, that delaying point where they weren't committing to do it. And so all of a sudden I realized that we had way more cheerleaders than I thought that really wanted us to do this. So many more people who wanted to do something like this. And so I just started taking bite sized actions. I said, well, the first thing I've got to do is just get out of this house. I've got to get out of this house. And so um, I don't want to take forever. So I'll kind of fast forward through the next little bit because it was crazy and chaotic. What we did is we said, First thing we've got to do is get rid of all of our debt. So we put a renter in the house. We got rid of the, uh, the, the, the mortgage payment there that we were liable for. And we got rid of all the cars. We got rid of everything. And we stashed so much cash in the bank. And then the housing, I said, well, you know what? I don't know if, how we're going to get to Costa Rica, but I know how we can get out of this house and how we can get to the border. So what we're going to do is we're going to move into an RV, we we're going to move into an RV so at least I can start driving in that direction. I'm going to start driving that direction and I'm going to figure out how to do that. And then I was like, as far as the visas, let me see how, if I can work in Costa Rica, maybe I can get a work visa and spend some time there. And so I, I did a medical rescue program in the military. So I, I was a, a, a qualified person. Um, uh, PIMP diver. I had all these certifications and everything like that. And I said, let me get some experience as a dive instructor so that I can then transition um, from the civilian dive instructor world down to the um, down into Costa Rica and see if I can do that. And so we started taking this, this RV on this journey and we wound up down in the Florida Keys. And I started working as this, this dive instructor. And that was the plan. I was like, there's Costa Rica, and I'm gonna get there someday, but right now, what I need to do is I need to figure out how to just get out of this house. And so, we just took a chainsaw to our budget and we got rid of all of this stuff. And we no longer were working to pay off our debt, we were working to pursue our dream. And man, I tell you what, buying a motorhome, ours wasn't the nicest or the newest motorhome. And I can go into that a little bit later, but we ran into so many challenges with that motorhome. So it was literally like the first overpass going over the freeway, not even mountain, like the first overpass. I'm looking at this motorhome and I'm looking at the, uh, the thermostat just starting to climb. I'm like, oh no, baby, we're gonna run into some challenges with this. And so I sold my wife on the idea of a motorhome because I said, we were in Salt Lake City at the time. And I said, we're at like 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet. I said, we wanna go to the ocean ocean's at sea level. I'm like, it's downhill the whole way. How can an RV not be a good idea? Because all I got to do is put it in neutral and we're just going to coast the entire way to the ocean. So that's what, how I sold my wife. I said, we're going to coast all the way down to the Florida Keys. There might've been a few uphills along the way. Let me just leave it at that. And so Man, there were some struggles with that RV, but I didn't lose focus of what we wanted to do. And so, eventually, eventually, here's what happened. We never made it to Costa Rica. We got down to the Florida Keys. We fell in love with the people. We fell in love with the the Cuban community. We fell in love with the relaxed, chill Margaritaville community. We fell in love with so many things there. There was, there were so many good things. We haven't lost the dream of going overseas. One of the big things was we wanted to teach our kids Spanish. Um, Cuban's pretty close to Spanish. It's just uh, on fast forward. And so um, there were so many things that we found and fell in love with down in the Florida Keys. And here's what I, here's what I found out that I would have never known along the journey is that we weren't making a ton of money. We had income streams, but we weren't balling, okay? There were a lot of other people that had more money than we did. We had income streams and we were doing just fine. We were putting money in the bank. We were saving, okay? We were doing just fine, but that was probably the least amount of money that I had been making in a 15-year time period. But we were never happier because we were growing together as a family. We were spending time together as a family. And I, I, I'd always known that happiness and memories with a family are not directly related to finances, but this just solidified it for me and that we were spending so much time together as a family. And we were so happy together. Now, we were still limited because of our finances. I wish that we made more and I wanted to make more. And and that was something that we were going to continue to pursue. But we were so happy together as a family. And here's something else that I found out is that so many other people wanted to do what we were doing. They were just scared to go through the process that we went through. And so I started wondering to myself, is there a faster and easier way? Is there a way that we can help people have the same accomplishments, achieve the same thing, not let debt dictate and run their day-to-day lives? Is there a way for us to help other people through our journey and through our struggles that we went through? And I realized that yes, absolutely there was. And so I started asking lots of questions. We were surrounded by incredibly wealthy people, incredibly wealthy people. And we started asking all kinds of questions and we started realizing what were the common themes that these people had? What were they doing differently? And we realized that you can accomplish the same things that we had done through a better vehicle than we had done. We did it the hard way, but here's what we did. We did it. Do you understand? We did it. We just did it the hard way. And I don't, I don't take that to rub it in other people's face to say we did it, you didn't. I take that to say we did it the damn hard way. And there is an easier way. And I want you to get the same results to be able to look at your bank account and realize that you can do what you want. You don't have debt overwhelming your day-to-day life you can eliminate that stress, that frustration, that fear, and you can now pursue things that you want to. And so we have found extremely effective ways to eliminate that. We have found a vehicle that I didn't come up with. I just asked lots of questions, surrounded myself with really, really smart people, under people that stood the real estate industry better than I did. That was the common theme, is that people owned real estate. People owned real estate, real estate, real estate was the common thing. Now there's other things that we do and other things that we can create income through, but real estate was the common thing and then we started realizing that there was a a common theme in mathematically making real estate work for you. And so we realized that you can mathematically eliminate debt with the exact same budget that you have right now. You don't have to do what we did to accomplish what we did. There is a better way and that is why I'm so passionate about Sharing this with you is because I've been able to be in a situation where I have both quality and quantity time with my my family. So, anyways, that is a little bit of uh, of the backstory um, of why we do what we do. I'm so excited about sharing this information with people because the family is so important to me. The family is so important to me because if we want to change the country, we've got to change the families. And there's too many things pulling families apart and I'm trying to put families back together. I'm not perfect. I've got so many things that I continue to struggle with and so many things that I'm trying to improve on. But that's, that's what I wanted to show my kids and that's what is important to me. is continuing to improve and to grow and to get better and strengthen those relationships instead of add undue stress and unnecessary frustration on those relationships. So I hope that that makes sense to you guys. I hope that that resonates with you. If you don't think the family is important and you don't think that that doing something for a greater cause is important, then then you know go make your money, but you're never going to connect with me. But for those of you that understand how important the family is, I, I just wanted to share a little bit of this story as to why I did what I did. Not because I knew what I was doing, but because I just made a decision that I don't want to wait. Now, Now is the best time to do something to go out there and do it. Boom! That's it. That's all I got for you. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day.